The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hackey Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today we have one of my heroes coming. He's here all the way from San Francisco, Michael Burnick. He's on the board of Ascend, which he's going to tell you about. He's uh, like a Harvard-trained attorney, Dwayne Morris. He's the former uh, director of labor and employment for the state of California. And he's so many more things. Mike Burnick, welcome to Different Brains. Welcome, Hacky, but um, um, you make me sound like a big maher. I'm really not. <laughs> oh, you are. I left out. You're an author, and you do so many things. Tell us all the things you're doing, because my audience wants to know. It won't mean that you're not humble. Just tell us. Well, Hacky, um, I have been in the employment field for about 40 years um, and have been head of our um, employment department here in California. And currently, am with uh, the law firm, international law firm, and of uh, Dwayne Morris. I'm in our San Francisco office. But I think most relevant for audience today, um, for the past 15 years, I've been um, very involved with autism employment. Um, I've been with our community now for nearly 30 years, uh, my wife Don and I, and um, the last five. 15 um, with Ascend in particular. Ascend is our um, adult, um, adults on the spectrum, family members, advocates, our extra governmental, our volunteer group here in Northern California. And um, I came to Ascend in 2011 when my son William was finishing up at Cal State East Bay. And um, we were looking around for some adult group and there really wasn't much, but I sort of stumbled on to Ascend. Uh, they were meeting in a, a small classroom at downtown City College and I said to myself, I'm finally home. I've finally come home. So I've been very active over the past eight years and um, we have various employment initiatives, housing initiatives, public safety initiatives, mental health initiatives. We have a number of initiatives that we work on together and um, and try to put together specific initiatives for our members and others. Why don't you give our Different Brains audience the State of the Union now in employment for the autistic individual? Well, I did a book um, back in 2015 with Richard Holden called the Autism Job Club that looked at the current state then in terms of what employment uh, was like for our community and um, what were various initiatives. I would say that book is completely out of date now. There is so much going on. Um, I'm now doing a follow-up, I wouldn't call it a sequel, but a follow-up called um, the Autism City. and. Um, you know, it takes it forward into time and looks to the future for employment. But um, I'd say there are um, two important cross-currents, Hacky. One is just in the past five years, 
there's really been an explosion in terms of initiatives. Um, there are the initiatives with the big firms that I know you've discussed in previous interviews, um, whether it's the Autism at Work group of employers uh, or others. Um, there's been an explosion in terms of workforce intermediaries, groups like neurodiversity pathways, groups like um, Integrate, groups like Evo Libra, uh, people who work with our members to, um, to try to get jobs, who are sort of intermediaries between employers and um, people in our community to, to both place and um, retain in jobs. And then I'd say there's also been, of course, the um, explosion in terms of individual businesses and individual sort of uh, family, really, initiatives. Now, saying all that, even with these, this explosion, um, the numbers are still very sobering. I don't think we really have any good numbers, I would say, in terms of odd to employment for um, adults in our community. Um, I'd roughly say, I know what the Drexel survey is, and it probably still is the best one we have, even though it focuses on only a, a part of our community. Um, but I would still say that just from my experience with this SEND, roughly two-thirds to 70 percent, uh, but certainly two-thirds of adults in our community either don't have steady jobs or have jobs that are less than 25 hours a week. So we still have a long way hacky to go. Well, you're a champion and you're leading the way in so many ways. Now, Let's give some advice to our audience. Let's say I'm a parent of a neurodiverse individual. Let's say, for instance, high functioning. Okay. And then later on, we'll take, you know, right. the spectrum's a big place and there's a lot of different things. Um, in fact, let me start in reverse order. So, so now we interviewed uh, Thomas Dairy, who was, uh, he and his family started the Rising Tide Car Wash, where I take my car and they do a great job. And it's all autistic individuals who love what they're doing, and they do a great job. They got good livelihoods going there. And he's made an entrepreneurial model out of it for those of us who'd like to invest in a real estate package with a car wash, all autistic individuals. Um, let's talk about the job market for that portion of the spectrum. Yes. Um, I would say there are three things. One, um, if someone is on the, on the spectrum there or has a family member, uh, there are a lot of good intermediaries who are placing people, um, here in San Francisco, we have the ARC, Best Buddies, Toolworks. But these are groups in the community um, that are specifically charged, the Pomeroy Center, specifically charged with placing um, adults um, who are more severely impacted into jobs and their jobs at Safeway into competitive employment. Um, Safeway Amazon has been a good employer of our community. Um, so there are... The first thing I'd say is to um, the first thing I'd say to everyone, high, high 
high functioning or low functioning uh, is don't do it alone. Do not try to do it alone. There's a whole network of groups out there um, to help our community. There are public resources that are available at no cost um, and either going to directly to agencies like ARC or Pomeroy Center. Um, each of our communities have different, different agencies, but either going directly to these or going through the relevant state either department here in California, it's called the Department of Rehabilitation or Department of Developmental Services. Um, but that's, they are, have a core mission of placing people who are more severely impacted into jobs. Do not try to do it alone. No reason to. So the hacky, that's my main thing. Well, it's now, great advice. Great advice. Yeah. I mean, it's great what Tom is doing with the Rising Tide Car Wash. It's great some of these other entrepreneurial initiatives. As I say, there's been an explosion in them, but it's still very difficult to do on your own um, and to get in, and um, especially for the more severely impacted. Now, I, there are opportunities within competitive employment, but I would say, Hacky, that um, there are two other forms that I think we as a community need to look at. One is to expand public service employment. We really haven't had any, but you can imagine forms of public service employment for the more severely impacted. Um, and these could be, you know, park maintenance or park um, beautification projects. Um, and we're trying that on a small scale. Uh, Dr. Bismera and I have a project with the long-term care industry to try to place some of our people um, into long-term care homes. The long-term care facility facilities out here in California have a great need for workers. They can't find workers. So um, we're working with them. I think, um, I think even, I know it's a very controversial issue in our community, Hacky, but these uh, congregate workshops, what we used to call sheltered workshops, um, in my view, they do have a place. Um, and we may need to or we do need to develop new forms of congregate workshops but we've got to i think there's a place of that type of, of workshop in our expand community. upon that for our audience who may not be familiar with that well for many years we've had these sheltered workshops um and but what i mean is sheltered workshops uh, we have some very very good ones out here in california pride industries is our largest uh, up here in sacramento uh, but we had the arc used to have one and they uh, put people to work in a setting um, to, um, you know, to do um, a lot of basic things, but basic things that need to be done. Um, so would, would our Ark Broward here with Dennis Haas and Ark Broward, would they have the license program where they make license plates? Would okay. that be such a one? That would that could be an example. Of what's happened, of course, nationally and, um, and in California, but nationally, there's been a push against this, saying that you can't have uh, congregate workshops like this, and you can't have congregate workshops that pay below minimum wage. And so, a lot of them have closed down. The arc here has closed down. Pride has continued, but a lot of them have closed down. And on the theory, and the theory has been. Um, this isn't fair employment to our community, and we need to move people into, quote, competitive or integrated settings. 
hey, everyone likes that hacky, except um, it just hasn't turned out to be realistic. So it not, it's not that people are leaving the um, congregate workshops and moving into competitive employment. In a lot of cases, they're leaving the, the congregate workshops are closing down and they've got no place to go. So I don't think it's the only solution, but I think as well as there's really the three things. One, if you can get into competitive employment, great. And working with the network of providers to be placed. Two, I think um, the you know we need to look at new forms of public service employment. And three, we need, look at, need to look at new forms of congregate workshops, but not eliminate the idea. Let's move now to the high-functioning individuals. Okay, tell us from your point of view about that. Well, it's frankly easier, but not that easy. <laughs> Still very, very, very tough. Um, and um, you know, there, there are really, um, again, well, I'd say two main dynamics. One, there are these various initiatives in large firms. Microsoft, that we're all familiar with Microsoft, SAP, you know, Wells Fargo, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, and um, and those are good. They're growing. They're still relatively modest in size nationwide. I'd say they still have less than a thousand or fifteen hundred people combined. So they're very small still. But what is promising is that within these large companies, you have family members who are really the um, Know, big pushes behind them. So as we, the demographics hacky are in our favor. There are more family members in large firms um, who are able to, they're the ones who are really the um, initiators of these projects. And so that's positive. But the number of these remain um, pretty small. And then they're far more numerous are the initiatives with just the range of firms um, to place our people into jobs, and again, it, it's it's someone with a high function. It's the same same dynamic, um, which is you've got to don't do it alone. Go to the community. There's a whole network of public agencies and governmental agencies. Again, in each state has its own department equivalent of a department of rehab, and the equivalent of a department of developmental services. You got to reach out to those people. And some of the not-for-profits and profits who specifically yeah. not only get the job, but then help the employer on the other side with the accommodations. Yeah, all the good people do the, the, the second, second part, too, the retention. Because a lot of our people, a lot of our community do get jobs, they lose them for a, a hundred different reasons. And Jose Velasco, who is the global leader for SAP, when I was on a transitions panel with him, um, he straightened me out on something on, on this point. He said, you know, Hacky, for us, this is not a social welfare program. This improves our bottom line. When you get the right person who's going to focus on that computer for the right job and quality control or whatever it is, it's better for the company and the company does better. Yeah, I think we have a strong argument to make, Hacky, on the uh, competitive advantage of many members of our community. But I point out the converse, which is I don't think we want to make entirely an argument on that. I think there's also a social value in putting our community to work, even if it might make some 
require some other flexibility, some greater patience, um, some other resources. What do you see as the biggest challenge going forward on the um, jobs for the autistic individual? Listen, I know you've done, you've been a single hand, you're writing books, you're heading up organizations, you're fighting 24-7 on this, these issues, but tell us where to go now in the future. I think there are, I think there are really four elements, Hacky. One, as a community, we do have to get smart in terms of the job search process. And that's what, that would be issue one. So on an individual basis, you know, each of us as in, individuals and family members need to um, improve the job search and particularly, again, back to this point of connecting to the public resources available, not trying to do it on your own. So that's issue one is job search. Issue two, I think um, as a community, we've got to expand the initiatives within employers, particularly major employers. What we have so far with autism at work is um, a good start, but again, the numbers across all of these firms are very modest. So I think as we each work in, or many of us, many of us work in different um, settings, workplace settings, how we can, within our own workplace, advocate for um, more targeted hiring, uh, a greater change, frankly, in the workplace culture, um, which will benefit everyone in terms of greater flexibility and patience. I think three, we do need to look at a new forms, uh, what Hacky, I've called the um, neurodiversity workforce brigades, new forms of public service employment, that is direct job creation. So our people who may not be able to find jobs in the private sector can be employed at least for a time in um, public sector activities. Um, and, and we have a little bit of this now through what are known as our paid internship program out here in California. It's about 20 million years. And for people who are clients of what's known as regional center, the Department of Development Services, their wages are 100% covered up to $10,200 a year. So that's a start. Um, and then finally, I believe we need to get new forms of what we might call craft workshops, new forms of sheltered, the traditional sheltered workshops, not in their old form, but in some updated form, but not eliminated. Where can somebody find all of these employment resources? Is there any place where it's under one roof where you can look at, look for all these employment resources? Well, it really is state by state and locality by locality. Obviously, um, the Autism Speaks website is um, an excellent aggregator of information on this as on other things. Um, the Stanford Neurodiversity Project also is an aggregator of services, particularly ones out here in California. So there are a few national and, and, and state aggregators, but it really is a matter of you know, looking locally in terms of who are the providers and um, registering with the equivalent of the State Department of Rehab and especially with the equivalent of what's known as the, out here as the State Department, Department of Developmental Services. It's basically um, 
goes by different names other ways, but providing services to um, people in our community. What's one thing you might tell employers who might be reluctant to hire someone on the autism spectrum? I think they, if they look at the experience of other employers over the past 10 years, members of our community um, in general tend to be more focused, more appreciative of the job, more loyal to the job, and bring certain skills um, to the job um, that make them not only as good, but better employees, especially if they're given some time to get used to the environment and a certain patience and flexibility. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about that we have not spoken about? Yes, there are a couple things, Hacky, I think within our community, things that we're doing out here in California. Obviously, employment is our main focus because like for everyone else, um, you know, a job is the key thing. Um, and public safety that we covered is important. Um, and we have a number of initiatives on that, especially following the Costco shooting. Uh, two other areas I'd highlight, housing. Um, a number of initiatives, um, our friend Kathy Gott, who you know, down in LA, um, has a housing initiative there. Obviously, you know, all of us, um, or many of us in the community ask, you know, are concerned, worry, uh, what will happen when I'm gone? What are the housing options available? Safe housing options. And, uh, you know, Denise Resnick down in, uh, here over in Arizona has her, her program, which is excellent. And there are a number of individual ones. Um, here in the Bay Area, we have Sweetwater Spectrum. It's Sweetwater, which is in um, Sonoma. So we have individual initiatives in housing, but that's another area where we see more and more individual initiatives, but we haven't really hit scale. And how we build safe uh, housing um, uh, options is going to be a key in the next couple of years. And then the fourth area, I would say there's employment, there's public safety, there's housing, and then of course, the other area I think we're, um, we need to do a lot more is mental health because so many people in our community have comorbidities and um, the comorbidities in some ways actually um, inhibit behavior more than the so-called autism. So, well, that that, that, gets, that gets into why uh, why we started differentbrains.org. Yes, because none of this occurs in isolation. You can't have autism without some degree of anxiety, a little bit of depression, and then. You get into all these other neurodiversities, they all kind of merge and all the same tools work for all of them. And whether one has Down syndrome or autism or you name it, they got to get a job. That's where the rubber yeah. meets the road in so many ways. And that really is the first principle we should keep coming back to. There should be a place in the job market for everyone in our community who wants to work. That should be our starting point. And I think that your idea for the public works in that workforce, listen, that's listen, that's what uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt did back in the Depression. <laughs> you know, you got to get the people working, everybody, people with yeah, disabilities, people with spectrum disorders and all of us. 
And obviously the past couple weeks with the coronavirus, as we tape this, um, has thrown off our economy. Um, and, but um, I think again, a targeted program um, could work, targeted to people um, you know, with autism or other developmental differences. And um, I think it's something we need to come back to as soon as, frankly, as the economy snaps out of this, which will hopefully be sometime soon. Now, you've mentioned the coronavirus days that we're in the middle of as we film this. Uh, you're a family man. Tell us what advice you have for the families with those of us whose brains are a little bit different at this particular coronavirus time in our history? Well, it is, it is tough for all of us, and I think especially in some ways for members of our community. Um, here in California, uh, people, um, basically all the economy has been shut down. All the businesses have been shut down, um, and movies have been uh, shut down, all entertainment's been shut down, so um, they don't even really want you to go outside, but uh, you can still, thankfully. And um, so we, um, we have a challenge um, of how to keep people active and busy. I'm pleased to say, Hacky, that there are several developments. The Pomeroy Center, for example, um, has established a number of virtual uh, social connections in terms of people being able to, not being so isolated, being able to connect. Um, educational programs um, are ongoing virtually. Um, these are no substitute, but at least within our community, there's a strong attempt to at least keep going, keep some of the same services, whether they be educational or other social services or just, you know, social connections going virtually. And I mentioned Pomeroy Arc is doing the same number of our providers. Well, that's great. We here at Different Brains for our interns, we're uh, increasing our... Uh internal webinars, if you will. And, you know, it's, it's again ironic because we were emphasizing the importance of get out of that room, get off the yeah. computer, come on and meet people, be with people, let's make some media, let's film something, let's make a movie, write a book. And now everybody's back at home. I know, it's not good. All I can hope is that, that uh, this will be lifted sometime in the next... Um, month or 45 days. Let's hope so. And let's hope by the time anyone sees this, they go, boy, those must be two old farts because that was like nothing. Let's go. Mike, if people want to learn more about autism, employment, and the things you have going on, what's a good resource for them? Where can they find out more about you and your work? I think two things. One, um, they can Google me. And um, I have an address, you know, I'm with the law firm. That I welcome getting emails directly from people who have questions. Um, but also our group here in Northern California, Ascend, which is www.ascend, and that's A-A-S-C-E-N-D.org, um, is a very good starting point. May I please mention your lovely wife, who's the wonderful and brilliant author, Donna, and Don Eleven, let me tell you, she could write. She's good. What's her latest work? Well, she has a um, um, a couple novels out in the past five years. Um, 
there's more than one way home, and he could be another Bill Gates. So if anyone is interested, if they type in Don Eleven into Amazon or anywhere else or her Wikipedia page, um, they will come up come up with that. But that's um, generous of you to ask. Well, Michael Burnick, it's been a pleasure to have you here again at Different Brains. Thank you so much. Thank you. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.